0: everybody. Thanks for coming. Um, we'll <laughs> let the crowd noise die down. My name's Rebecca Kemble. I'm an alder for the 18th District um, in the city of Madison. And uh, last fall at a transportation conference here in Madison, it came to my attention that um, the, there was uh, Title VI and ADA requirements um, would allow us to file a civil rights suit against the Wisconsin Department of Transportation with the U.S. Department of Transportation um, to to protest, basically, the closure of the Odana Road and the Hill Farms DMV offices uh, based on their disparate impacts on people of color, people with mobility issues, and the elderly. Um, So over the fall, our city staff and community partners have been working to gather information for this complaint, and yesterday, um, Director of the Civil Rights Department Norm Davis actually filed it. So today, we'll have words from the mayor, from Bill Schaefer, who was the head of the Madison Metropolitan Planning Organization, from Brooke Sol, I'm sorry, Sol-twet, Brooke Sol-twet, the president of the Dan County League of Women Voters, and from uh, Norm Davis the director of the city of Madison's Department of Civil Rights. So first up is the mayor.
1: Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, Let me start out by saying that as mayor, I take responsibility for the decisions that are made here uh, in the city of Madison. But in terms of doing the heavy lifting, in terms of doing the work on a project like this, the credit really has to go uh, to Alderman Kemble and especially to our Department of Civil Rights for going through the preparation and the commitment to serve the people of our community. Now, I think it should be understood that from the formation of this country, from going from property owning wealthy white males, To a continued progress of expanding voting rights has been a commitment of the federal government and the state governments and local governments, especially as we transitioned in the 20th century from universal suffrage and the expansion of the voting right to women and then to the struggle starting in the 1950s to make sure that all people of all races had the right to vote. It has been continuous that we have been doing that up until recent years when the state of Wisconsin has adopted a series of programs and policies designed to thwart the vote and designed to thwart access to government services for people throughout the state of Wisconsin. The decision to consolidate the two West Side Service Centers and to move them to a new location, which is one that is isolated in regards to accessibility is totally unacceptable to the people of the state of Wisconsin. They are far less transit accessible than the current locations The original locations serve as voting wards and neighborhoods with some of the highest populations of people of color in Madison. They were accessible to disabled residents and in complete contradiction to the so-called expressed objectives of the Department of Transportation, which is designed to provide access to all people. And so with that, we're hopeful that the U.S. Department of Transportation will recognize the failure of our state's Department of Transportation and will step in and order changes to be made so that whether it is getting identification, whether it is getting a driver's license or a license plate, we will see to it that all the people in our community, can utilize government services for which they pay. Thank you, Norm. Governor Bill. Bill?
2: Bill. Oh, sure. Yeah. sure. Hi, I'm Bill Schaefer. I'm the planning manager for the Madison Area Transportation Planning Board, which is the regional transportation planning uh, agency for the for the metro area. I'm here on behalf of uh, Chairman of our policy board. Um, Al Matano, who's sick, couldn't be here today. But uh, we are our board is is fully supportive of the city's uh, complaint against the DOT. Um, we had sent a letter to WisDOT back in November, urging them to reconsider the decision to consolidate the two uh, service centers on the far west side, or at least consider uh, opening a a second. Um, office in the new building that's going to be uh, opening in February at the Hill Farms location. Uh, very concerned about the access to the new facility for, for folks that either don't have a car uh, or maybe even do, you know, are looking for their first license um, or have a, an expired license. They need to get to the facility and so it is important, very important to have that transit access. Unfortunately, this is something that's all too common for a number of uh, you know, developers and other agencies, and just assuming that everyone's going to drive to, lo- to locations. Um, and it's just impossible for the transit agency to always be uh, pr- trying to provide service in, in isolated areas like this, just not cost effective. And uh, uh, we do hope that the department will reconsider this decision or at least. Uh, as I mentioned, open a, uh, a second uh, facility, even, even with limited hours in, new, in the new Hill Farms building, which uh, should have uh, sufficient space for, for that type of facility. So thank you.
3: Hello. My name is Brooke Saltwet, and I'm the president of the League of Women Voters of Dane County. Last August, when I learned that the DMV would be closing its west side offices and moving to Excelsior Drive, my first thought was, how will people on the west side of Madison who need an ID for voting get to a location outside the Beltline? Using Madison Metro's trip planner that's online, I looked up travel from several addresses to the current DMV location at Hill Farms and then at the new location in Excelsior Drive. Bus trips to the new location took much longer, often at least twice as long, and nearly always involved significant amounts of walking. The League raised its concerns with the city clerk and the mayor and the city council, and we really appreciate that the city has taken this threat to the civil rights of Madisonians seriously by filing this complaint. Why is the DMV move of such concern to the League When Wisconsin enacted its stringent voter ID law, it limited the type of ID that most citizens can use for voting to a Wisconsin driver license or ID card. Both require at least one trip to the DMV. Those who lack the documentation to get a Wisconsin driver license or ID card can enter the ID petition process, but that requires a trip to the DMV. For most residents, Wisconsin's voter ID law ties the ability to vote to the requirement that a citizen visit the DMV. Who's most likely to lack these IDs? People who don't drive. The poor, the elderly, the disabled, racial minorities, and students. So when the Department of Transportation moves the DMV in the second most populous county in the state, to a location that will add a significant burden to the transit-dependent citizen's ability to obtain a voter ID, the league cries foul. A study from the UW-Madison Center for Elections Research showed that about 17,000 registered voters in Dane and Milwaukee counties were deterred from voting in the last uh, (coughs) November 2016 election because of the voter ID law. Low income, and African-American voters were disproportionately affected. In a year when Wisconsin voters will see four statewide elections, beginning with the February 20th primary for um, Supreme Court justice, the League of Women Voters of Dane County looks forward to timely action from the U.S. Department of Transportation on behalf of transit-dependent Madisonians who need to visit the DMV to get an ID to vote. In the meantime, any Wisconsin resident who needs help getting an I.D. for voting can call the Dane County Voter I.D. Coalition's hotline at 608-285-2141. Thank you.
4: Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Norm Davis. I'm the Civil Rights Director for the City of Madison. And uh, I want to, first of all, Uh, Clarify that this, uh, the filing that uh, we made on yesterday is a complaint with the United States Department of Transportation. And you might ask why uh, a complaint to USDOT? Uh, USDOT provides federal funding uh, to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation uh, in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And as a part of that funding, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation is uh, required to ensure uh, that individuals are not discriminated against as it relates to their race, uh, their national origin, their color, or their status as an individual with a disability. And so we uh, wanted to uh, leverage the relationship that the United States Department of Transportation has with the Wisconsin Department of Transportation in hopes of ensuring that communities of color, Uh, Individuals with disabilities do not experience discrimination, do not experience disparate impacts uh, as it relates to accessing the services that are provided by the Department of Transportation. Uh, This move, uh, we feel, uh, would disparately impact those communities, and we're looking to this complaint uh, as a way of leveraging additional options. Uh, The ultimate outcome, the ultimate remedies, uh, will be uh, between the United States Department of Transportation and WSDOT. Um, However, uh, we uh, want to be, uh, are willing to be a part of that uh, discussion. Uh, We expect that the federal government will um, uh, request additional information and uh, we're prepared to uh, supply them with um, any of the information that they need in making that decision. I wanna thank Mayor Paul Soglin uh, for his support, Uh, Alder Kimball, uh, especially, and the rest of the the Common Council, uh, the League of uh, Women Voters, uh, the Metropolitan Planning Organization, and uh, also uh, Department of Civil Rights staff uh, for uh, their work every day in ensuring that all individuals have uh, meaningful access to the services in our community. Uh, So I thank each of you for uh, coming out, and uh, if there are questions at this time, we'll we'll be happy to take questions. Yeah, do you have any sense of
2: the timeline, um, you know, or or any indication of when might receive a response, or?
4: I I don't have an indication of the timeline. We received a response from USDOT that they did receive the complaint, and they let us know that they would uh, let us know if they had additional uh, information requests.
2: Do you have any information as far as how many uh, people of color have used these DMVs in the past? Uh,
4: the demographic information would probably be on file with the Wisconsin Department of uh, Transportation. Do know if, um, uh,
2: people of color use these, the ones that
4: are What we know is that the, the neighborhoods uh, that were serviced by these two locations were some of the uh, neighborhoods that were the most... Uh, populated by individuals of color uh, and low-income uh, neighborhoods, uh, so we know that uh, these particular locations were relied upon by communities of color for uh, motor vehicle services. So
1: just to clarify, the of the handout has maps that show that. Just
3: to clarify, the complete is with U.S. DOT or is it with also with the state?
4: The complaint is um, filed with the federal government, the United States Department of Transportation uh, and the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. It would be the respondent in the complaint.
2: How confident are you, especially with this current administration, that you'll get a response about this?
4: Uh, I feel fairly confident, uh, actually really confident, uh, because we know that um, there have been uh, other um, actions taken by the federal government in other jurisdictions, other states. Uh, in similar matters, and I don't know if, if you want to speak I, to that. I
0: step to the podium sure. to, to um, point you towards a U.S. Department of Transportation settlement with the state of Alabama in 2015, I believe it was the end of 2015, where they were able to have a positive influence on um, – stopping the state of Alabama from shutting down DMV offices and restricting hours of operations. So this office is um, its a proactive office, the Office of Civil Rights within U.S. DOT, and they have a winning track record against states that have tried to restrict access um, to people. Thank you.
2: So if um, the U.S. DOT decides to change nothing... Madison Metro is under some control. Would the city consider changing routes, times, anything in that area to accommodate access to accessory drives?
1: I'm not sure that that would be very efficient in terms of the metro system, but we might look at alternative means uh, of using other systems besides buses to get service to that, to that area. But I'm going to be optimistic at this point and say we're looking forward to a favorable ruling.
4: Other questions?
2: Out of curiosity, I get, when was the last time the Department of Civil Rights filed a complaint against uh, a state department?
4: I could not tell you uh, when the last time was. It uh, was, would have certainly not been within the last, uh, well, the Department of Civil Rights is uh, has been established since 2006. Uh, so uh, the Department of Civil Rights has not filed a complaint against a state agency uh, since in that time. Um, Previously, the uh, Equal Opportunities Commission or the Affirmative Action Division, um, I'm not aware of any filings that those uh, agencies that preceded the Department of Civil Rights would have uh, have made. Yes, sir. uh,
2: Thank you all for doing this because it's Long past time, and we stand up to this kind of horribleness.
4: Thank you. Thank you for your comments. If there are no other questions, I think you all have handouts. Thank you.